Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Guess who's back? Back again. I had to start singing in the kitchen. I ruined it. <laughs> I didn't mean to go quite so high pitch just then, but it happened and now it's committed to the podcast. This is Ready Player 2, episode 90, 90. We are 10 episodes away from episode 100. This is ridiculous. For anybody who is watching on the stream, you already know that I'm here, because I'm talking. Actually, people on the podcast who are listening audio only know that I'm here as well. Um, I'm Rich. Hi. I'm waving on the stream. So if you're on Twitch, you can see me waving. That's value add. We also have L. Yay! I waved for those listening on audio only. And Mr. Lewis Knight. Hello. It's difficult not to wave, isn't it? Now that we know that we're on camera, you've got to wait. You have to do it. I think maybe we need to come up with some gesture. Pointing is. On my screen, while I'm streaming, my pointing is factually accurate. (laughs) Everything, everything's also fine. Don't worry about that one there. We had to put a dummy thing in. And then L is. It's all fine. The, the pointing will probably change as the podcast progresses. <laughs> <laughs> so, there are three of us this week. We have returned to talk about game-related things, and we do actually have game-related things to talk about. Mine, less so than other people's. But, we have news stuff to talk about as well, and some newsy, exciting bits that I need to talk about, or at least talk over people. So, first thing we want to do is talk about a game. That one of us has played. Rather than we can't go straight into news because we don't normally do news, and this is a bit weird for us. So, L, would you like to talk about what you've been playing this week? Let's talk about Octopath Traveler. Yeah. Um. So, (laughs) (laughs) this that was a level of excitement that the game might not deserve. Let's let's (laughs) let's start that off there. Um, Okay. Good. But. After, I think it was last week we talked about turn-based combat, uh, and I felt the the hankering for turn-based combat again. Um, I think I've talked about Octopath Traveler before uh, on this podcast. It's a game that's out on the Switch. Uh, As I've said before, turn-based combat. Switch has been amazing for travelling around, so taking the train into work, I can just arrow on the train. Uh, brilliant multitasking. An hour on the train. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's right? a committed commute. That is. Yeah. I know. Uh, sad times. I used to sleep, but now I play games. Um, <laughs> uh, That's optimizing your time, Elle. It is optimizing That's my exactly time. Exactly what that is. Um, 
you get to start off with a choice of characters. There are eight, funnily enough, that's the title. Uh, each of them have different like backstories uh, oh. and abilities. <laughs> that makes more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking more octopus than octopus. <laughs> Hands up. 100% thought it was about an octopus. I mean, yeah. to be fair, that would be on brand for me. <laughs> yeah. It's about a lone octopus. No. It, there are eight travellers, each of them with different skills. Um, and you, you go around solving their stories. Um, it is your classic uh, little turn-based RPG adventure. Uh, it's rather slow. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It has taken a little bit of time to get into it, uh, but I think it's a grower. I think I might enjoy it more as, the, as time goes on. Because at the moment, I'm not very emotionally invested in the characters at all, but it could be because I'm quite a difficult person. You've got to have that. You've yeah. got to have that. And any turn-based game or any game that's going to go really, really slow like that, if you're not... It, you've either have got to have emotional investment or, or like invested in the story. Yeah. Or... You need to be like so engrossed in some other aspect of the game, like loot collection or something else that you really, really want to do. Otherwise, it's just like oh, I don't really want to go back to this. It's so slow and so boring. I think it uses the flashback mechanic uh, a little bit too much for me, for my liking. What's that? Uh, so you know when you're storytelling and you're like, I need to put in oh, some see. backstory. <laughs> oh, let us go to three years prior. Um, right. Okay. Or this was when I was a lad. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Can we not, not just live this experience? Um, so, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit jaded, but we'll so see. So this is a mini mini indie game? What's what's this like? I've no, no, it was developed by, by Squeenix. Square, Square Enix. Oh, God. Um, I've, I've never heard of this game. Never even heard of this game in my whole life. Uh, so I this is like a fully 3D graphic-y, amazing experience game? No, it is, it is pixely, I think. Uh, or at least, you know, when I was playing it, I was like, well, you know, it's all right. <laughs> See, all the, all the artwork that I've seen from it um, makes it look like it's almost watercolour. Uh, do you know what? The style's, like, really hard to describe. Like, it's obviously better than Final Fantasy VII's <clears throat> graphics, but it still has that um, pixel art feel to it. Um, okay. they've got like the the depth um, of the scenes like really well because obviously technology's moved on since then um, but yeah it is your your bog stand, standard pixel art game um, you know like Golden Sun uh, things like that, yeah. that that came out on the Game Boy very, very reminiscent of that um, uh, that's how it that's how it looks when you're playing the game uh, the box art is really lovely, um, but then again, I think they've always been really good with box art. Um, the, the music's really good, as as can be expected. It's just not blowing my socks off yet. Same. See, I don't get it. Right, so um, so he hello, Adam Moses in the chat. By the way, we're talking about Octopath Traveler at the moment. We're going to go through a whole bunch of games on this podcast, but at the moment, we're talking about Octopath Traveler, which Squeenix game, right? So I get pixel art, two D flat novelty kind yeah. of games from an indie studio but from Squeenix it's like you kind of want. I don't know <clears throat> it's been it from bit... there, like um... oh they have got they do do indie, de indie dev support though don't they yeah is that from that I have no clue yeah I, 
they've got like a program of indie dev support or, or like they they publish games under the Squeenix brand that mm-hmm. are from indie developers so that yeah. might be this that might be what what this is all right look so at the moment how how far are you into this game about four hours or so and not really loving it so much uh to be fair uh i'm a bit of a grinder so i'm like i'm just gonna go out and kill loads of animals um <laughs> so and then i'll come in... back and play octopath traveler <laughs> <laughs> with with a whole passel of dead squirrels. <laughs> Here's what I caught earlier. Um, uh, I've been through like two of the characters, like first chapters of the stories. Um, the cleric woman and the the beastmaster woman, who um, I'm I I really like, which is why I picked her first. Um, but I don't know. Um, I don't think the writing is is up my street, but then again, uh, I've read worse. Uh, it's it's not yeah. like Silmarillion levels of heavy, but still, it's uh, it's pretty like okay. Uh. See, right. So, so for your, your beginning ex- exclamation, right when you when you said about this game, Octopath Traveler, and ah! then this is like that was like the peak of the piece, right? Oh and, yeah. And this is this is sloped way downhill since then and and this is coming from the person who has somehow managed to make some of the most batshit crazy games <laughs> that i've ever heard of sound appealing like i actually went and played a game in which you date pigeons because of this person <laughs> i have okay? no regrets no regrets so if you can make a game in which you date pigeons yeah like not pigeon not one multiple pigeons, pigeons appealing and yet this again by square enix sounds kind of flat yeah i'm not so into it yeah but give it a bit more time yeah we'll see what it what it goes into grind into it a little bit longer come back <laughs> we'll see see yeah we'll that see grind into it wasn't meant to came out probably a little bit worse <laughs> than and, and and in my in my defense you brought grinding up first i so did i look, did i think we need to move along <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, what's this with the bobblehead? Right. <laughs> Don't spit you. I'm I'll trying not to. Out. It's tea. <laughs> oh, that one's tea. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't the stuff that you've been swigging at work, no. <laughs> right. Okay. Snow. So, so, Lewis, do you have a game that you've been playing recently that you want to talk about this week? Yes. Is it good? <clears throat> it's Borderlands Two. <laughs> oh, okay. So yes, but it's Borderlands Two. Yeah. So this is this is because of the announcement that Borderlands Three is now a thing, right? Yes. And you decided that you wanted to go back, but not to Borderlands yes. One. Uh, no, because I've got the well, I I own one, two, and the pre sequel are like physical box copies, but I've got the Hanson collection, which oh yeah, we- okay. weirdly is only two and the pre sequel don't know why um, doesn't come with the first game no maybe they were ashamed <laughs> they shouldn't be ashamed of the first game it's fantastic i know yeah. but um yeah i've been back and played that um i don't really remember a lot of it so i'm like it's kind of like playing it again for the first time um yeah it's it's borderlands 2 like there's not not so much you can say about it this is yeah. a bit of a problem because I went back, I love Borderlands, don't get me wrong, I love Borderlands and I love Borderlands <clears> too. <throat> I can't remember, I can't tell the two apart. 
No. I can't remember what really? happened in one and what happened in two. Yeah. And actually, I have problems remembering which characters were in which game as well. Yeah. So I know that there was a dude who, who was called Zero with the sword, and I know there was a dude who was called like Malachi, who had yeah, the bird ring. They're both in the first game. And then there was a tiny oh, Zero, Mexican Zero's fella in the second one as well, though, isn't he? And then there was Brick. He was and then in the there first was game. Lilith. Yeah. Anyway, there was a load of people. And I can't remember. I can't remember. I just know that they're fantastic games. Now, I played both of them all the way through with friends, mm. which is fantastic. That really, yeah. I think, is the best way to play them. I have played them solo as well. I went back to play both of them again and played a chunk of the first game on my own probably partially because I was on my own and also partially because I'd already done it once before yeah I don't know It's not, it, the replayability isn't there see I I, <clears throat> I quite enjoy playing them on my own yeah it makes them a bit more of a um, RPG I don't know yeah it makes them more uh, difficult even if you're playing them on easy it, yeah. it still uh, increases the difficulty yeah it does so they are a bit they are a little bit too easy when there's when there's a bunch of you yeah. I I love them don't get me wrong I love them I love the Borderlands game it's got everything that I want it's got crazy shooting it's got ridiculous black humour yeah it's got it's got exploding midgets it's got um, and the art style's fantastic a couple of people it is the, the stylistic well. the style choices are awesome yeah, excellent. And the voice acting in the main is really good, and the scripting and everything yeah. is really good, considering it's crazy and stupid and over the top. It's brilliant, really, really good. Um, I love the character design as well, because um, they weren't afraid to yeah. put in like a whole, a whole bag, the whole spectrum of body types, which I love. Because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've got Ellie, who's like the the mechanic woman in the in the desert. Yeah. Like <laughs> she's a tank. She, oh, yeah. she's amazing. And then you've got um, the little girl who has Tiny like, Tina. Tiny Tina. Crazy oh, amazing. I love Tiny Tina. So yeah, like just yeah. the whole. Yeah. See, these are all amazing well, things that you, that you remember, and like the intro sequences and everything are so amazingly done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump into something that we need to talk about a bit later, actually, but because it segs really easily here. Um, the trailer for the third game. So for the, for anybody who hasn't seen this yet, and you probably have, um, they've now released a trailer. Would you call it a teaser trailer or an actual trailer for Borderlands Three? It's an actual trailer, right? Well, they've it. released. So they've released two trailers. <clears throat> they released the actual trailer. Um, yeah at the um, Gearbox kind of conference on yep. um, whatever day it was um, at PAX East and then but the, a couple of days before that they released a teaser trailer with like a load of it was basically a, a psycho mask made up of a load of um, yeah which was pretty characters cool and, yeah um, yeah so what trailer are you talking about the one that's got gameplay in it. Right, <laughs> the one okay. that isn't just the characters and stuff like that. So, yeah. now, this might just be me. That was a crap trailer. <laughs> that was a crap trailer. It was it was rubbish. Considering all of the amazing stuff that Borderlands has got in it, and we know that there's going to be black humour, we know that there's going to be stupid over-the-top craziness. You If you just showed me the intro sequence to the first game as a trailer, yeah. with that amazing music in the background... Yeah. And uh, and it shows you all the characters, and it's got like the the narrator, the Russian guy, giving mm-hmm. you an intro to the game and exactly what's going on. That's a trailer. It's an intro to the game, but it's an amazing trailer. <coughs> Surely they've got an intro to this game, which is hopefully equally as good. That could, that should have been the trailer. 
But the yeah. one that they put in just shows like a load of weird gameplay, and in a couple of places it actually shows characters talking, but you don't hear any of the dialogue. No. Well, one it's of the just... one of the playable characters is going to be Tiny Tina, but not so tiny. No. Yeah. So um, pre Tina. Oh. She... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if uh, they haven't used that, that I swear. That's a, that's terrible, um, but amazing. Yeah, so when she's grown up a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but chances are they're going to have the same kind of character classes as the first game. So, Well, what, I thought the, the classes were quite games. different. I thought the classes were quite different between the first two games. I quite liked it. They weren't exactly the same. I found them, but the, un- the only problem was I really want, in the second game, I really wanted Brick. Because <laughs> I just wanted to run in the punch people. Because that's yeah. all everybody wants. Yeah. But... Uh, as long as Moxie's in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she <laughs> she will be... Well, according to the Moxie, trailer, Moxie. She, she will be in the second game. Uh, the third game, sorry. She is Good. deserving of the Johnny Bravo quote, Oh, mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, right. So you've been playing Borderlands 2. It's still yeah. pretty good. You're enjoying yeah. it solo. Yeah, are you yeah. Gonna, you reckon you're just going to stick to it for a little while, and or are you going to go whole hog and um, go through it all the way through? I'm probably going to play it through, but not like if I if I haven't got anything to play, then I'll I'll, I'll go back to on. it. Um, and they've got it's the filler game, yeah, and they've got the um, Ultra HD texture pack coming out uh, in a f- well at the time of recording in a few days, but um, yeah, by the time this comes out. <clears throat> happened a few weeks ago. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so hang on. So this Ultra HD texture pack—that's for Borderlands Two, is that uh, right? So that's for on console. It's for the Handsome Collection or the first two. No, the second and third game. Yep. Or second and that, pre-sequel. Second and pre-pre-sequel. <clears throat> yep. Um, and then for PC, it is for the second and pre-sequel okay so but they're also now releasing a remaster of the first game yeah which is different to the high quality texture pack because presumably they're adding polygons yeah (sighs) a game well it's a game of the year edition so they're adding what was it the the phrase oh so quality of life um updates so stuff that you had in the second and third games they're now adding okay to the so better inventory management and um, easier easier steering vehicles and on, better loot, easier looting and stuff like that. Uh, possibly, I don't. I the only one that kind of springs to mind at the moment is the on-screen minimap. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Which you don't have in the first game. This is really late in the day to be remastering a game that came out what a long time ago, right? Probably ten years ago. Two thousand nine springs to mind for this oh, game. Oh yeah, that is ten years ago. Mathematically, yeah. yes, it is, El. Uh... <laughs> Feels like a Leado, I feel old too. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a really long time. Well, he's going to check now, and it's going to be. It was going to be like 2016, isn't it? To I'll be research, fair, research we us. we have mm, had those moments. Yeah. Bang, bang on the money. Uh, 2009. Nice. If you hadn't said Gearbox earlier, though, I wouldn't have been able to tell you who published it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. What? We've, we've spoken about actually. 
Now, so, right. So, remastered first uh, first game, high-quality texture pack for the second of the pre-sequel games, and mm. a brand new game, Borderlands 3, going to be coming yep. out this year? Uh, Have they announced when it's going to be coming out? Probably. But um, they are releasing more information the same day that the HD texture packs and the Game of the Year edition comes out. Okay. <coughs> okay which cool. is in a few days. Get a better trailer. <sighs> if anybody from Gearbox is ever watching this, get a better trailer. That trailer was poor. <coughs> but yeah, don't give too I, much away. They do that so well, much in trailers yeah. these days. Just enough. Well, that's something that I didn't realise until recently, was how heavily the music uh, features, or um, how heavily the music uh, adds to the game. So, mm. like, the, the, the intro to the first two games are incredible actually and the third game so um yeah hopefully they, they the, carry yeah, on hopefully the intro is fantastic i i, I, I want that stylization that's what i want because it wasn't just the art style it wasn't just the dialogue it was the music yeah. the dialogue the art yeah. style the the direction because it was directed like a tv show or a movie or something like that yeah just that i started playing borderlands and i'd never seen the intro to it before and that intro starts playing and you've got the little scrag thing or whatever it is and then the bus yeah. comes past and it, yeah. it's just and I'm watching that going yeah I love this game already I just love this <laughs> game and that just takes yeah. you straight into it and you've got fucking toaster wheel what is, what's he called um, clap trap clap trap yeah that's him clap trap so. who is fantastic and yeah. really well voiced and, dr- and drives you through the entire thing gets a bit irritating after a while but pretty much hilarious all the way through if they yeah. have clap trap as a playable character I am in. Yeah. 100% in. Um, and I like the idea of upgrading him. Like he gets a bigger wheel. Or something like that. That would be great. And it just gearbox. <laughs> a secondary dealy bopper well, antenna. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, we're kind of going off. Uh, Fully borderline. We're talking, but yeah, we're kind of going down the borderline route. But, um, <clears throat> so they also <laughs> announced a... Uh, Borderlands card game, which is oh, Tiny, right. Tiny Tina's Tea Party. I am 300% in. Um, <laughs> it's going to be wrong, isn't it? It's so really <clears throat> bad. Well, no, because you... Well, I don't really know... The only bit that they really showed of it was you have to build your own claptrap unit. I'm in again. Um, <clears throat> so you... Everyone gets given a base kind of claptrap uh, torso. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, card, and then you have to collect. Um, so you draw cards from a deck, and you have to collect different parts to finish your claptrap unit. So, like, uh, gentleman claptrap, um, pirate, uh, whatever, whatever the other ones were as well. Do you know who's like producing it or developing it for them? I don't. Uh, I can have a quick look. Cause oh, we're going to have to find out about all this stuff. Look, we're going to have to move away from Borderlands because we've spoken about Borderlands loads. I, mean, I am interested to know when the games, when the board game or the card game is coming out, though. But uh, I think it's already out. <laughs> what? Weird. Hang on. Can... They've gone all in. Like we haven't heard anything about Borderlands in so long. And then suddenly they're like, fucking borderlands all over your face. Everywhere. Yeah. I love how I can tell when you two are Googling. 
instead of watching <laughs> watching this because it's just like white face lit up. Um, yeah, so if you want to buy it, it's a whole thirty-five pounds. Oh, sorry, it's Tiny Tina's Robot Tea Party. Oh, there we oh, go. Oh yeah. Announced um, three days ago. Oh, or th this article was written three days ago, I should say. <laughs> Uh, right, while we're researching about board games, I just want to quickly say hello to people in the chat. Um, hello to Hylia Ryan and Adamuzus, who have both been talking in the chat, and I know there's a few other people in there. Um, we apologise if we don't talk to you straight away when you ask us a question, because we're going to roll through the pod, um, because we're going <coughs> to release this as an audio podcast as well. So we're going to roll through, so we didn't, don't need to interrupt too much. And then we will, at a decent interval, stop and have a quick chat with you guys and carry on going. So we're not ignoring you completely, we just tactically ignoring you temporarily. I hope that's okay. <laughs> right. Right. Ah. So, Tiny Tina's, Tiny Tina's Robot Tea Party uh, comes out on April 4th <clears throat> and it's published by Gearbox Software, uh, Nerdvana Games and X XYZ Game Labs. Yeah. XYZ Game Labs, I know them. Mm. I don't know why I know them, but I know them. I know them. Um, and it'll be twenty dollars in the states so it'll probably be about 20 quid okay i mean i love little card card games and stuff like that especially if they're linked to stuff that are like franchises that i like but mm. we're like cracking out exploding kittens and stuff when you've got a few people over and had a few beers <laughs> is always good werewolf yeah. is always the classic good. always bring out werewolf that's the one oh, i've never i've not tried that oh. zombie dice nah, werewolf zombie man. dice it's the classic. right then i'm gonna talk about something <gasps> What you talking and it about? It's not Apex. Ooh. And it is also not Division 2. But it is also not new. And we have spoken about it before. Is it is it VR? <laughs> is it no, Firewatch? it's not VR. <gasps> it's not Firewatch. It's not VR. Although I have been playing, we streamed um some mixed reality Beat Saber earlier, me and Drew. Um with the green screen up and everything, and I streamed my kids playing mixed reality Beat Saber as well. Why why did it look like you were wearing a white gimp suit? <laughs> so that's Wearing a white gimp. Was that going to be followed by a suit? No, I say a suit. Yeah, oh, I right, right, you cut off. A suit. Oh, okay, I don't think off. Um, that was, firstly, that was Drew. That wasn't me. <laughs> uh, and it was just, he had a very well-blended top going with his bottoms. But he changed his shirt for a t-shirt because Beat Saber is not shirt material. No. no we did, we, so we did some of that earlier, which is right. great fun. Um, but it's not that I'm going to talk about either. Do you remember, which I know you do, back at EGX, we played a game called Tricky Towers. Yeah, we did. No, what is this Tricky Towers? Tell me about it, Richard. Well, <laughs> Lewis, since you can't remember, Tricky Towers is a multiplayer, either online or local, <coughs> Tetris-alike, in which you play different mini-games. Some of them are like building a tall tower. Some of them you've got like a certain number of lives. Some of them are puzzles where you've got to match things up. And you battle against the other people that you're playing with. You can have up to four people on the screen. It is available on PC and on Switch. I've just bought it for the Switch today. And I've been playing it with the kids. And we took it over to my parents' house for Mother's Day. And we had everybody playing on it. Um, the great thing about it is, even though it's a Tetris alike, it has physics. So if you put a block kind of like overlapping another block like this. And it's like off to one side. It will pull the other blocks down. And your whole tower can tip with hilarious results um it is and you've also got like a kind of similar to mario kart you get um like attacks 
and you can either use like beneficial magic to help yourself or attack magic which is what everybody does to attack everybody else um it's brilliant as a party game it's so good i know that we enjoyed it at egx and i knew the kids were going to like it and i have got it on pc but it's available on switch which is just so easy because you've got the little joy cons and everybody's got one that's dead, dead easy to play um so i took it over to my parents house and we had like nine or so people there and everybody was playing on it more in fact and everybody loved it everybody loved it it's so easy to get into and it's just so funny to watch especially when people have no idea what's going on and they're just <laughs> tipping blocks all over the freaking place it's really really good it's, it's worth bringing back up again because it's one of those things that you kind of throw away play so you play it and then yeah, you move on but if you've got if it's if you're ever into couch gaming if you ever have people come over to your house and you play some couch games especially if you've got a switch definitely not, get this game it's like not if I 13 quid or something well have, well have people over or get a switch <laughs> well have people over <laughs> <laughs> um, it is really good fun really really good so it's like this I would say this over overcooked oh yeah you've got yeah. people coming over because Absolutely. overcooked overcooked is great fun but <clears throat> it is like fully cooperative and so if one person's just like had too many drinks and is fucking up <laughs> yeah, it ain't that fun we've got a child else. in the group so you got just one person running around with a fire extinguisher sp- spinning in circles <laughs> or throw, throwing plates and stuff all over the place. Not And, and then everybody else gets wound up. Yeah. It's quite right, high intensity. Just, yeah, same with Catastronauts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, same thing. So because Tricky Towers is just like each to their own, it's very like Gang Beasts, yeah? <clears throat> it doesn't matter if you mess up because the games are so short that you go straight into another game. It's not level-based. It doesn't matter that you're not advancing together. This yeah. and Gang Beasts are my go-to party games when people come over. So, really, really love it. Tricky Towers. About, I think I paid about £13 for it, which is on the high side, I must admit. But that was on the Nintendo eShop. Well, you might be able to get it cheaper somewhere else. Well, is it, though? £13 for a... a I mean, <clears throat> how many people it's played a great it today? Game. How many people played it today? And... Like, how much enjoyment did those people get? Yeah, a lot. And three other people in the room have Switches. So three of the people in the room where we were playing have Switches, never seen it before. Um, And they've they've all said they're going to go off and buy it now as well. Yeah. So So it is good. We'll wait for our check in the post. (laughs) (laughs) I think we hit all the points that were on the document there, didn't we, Lewis? (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Five pound per word as well, Al. So we're well in. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the game. Right. Okay. That's pretty much me out because, like, I have nothing else new or interesting to talk about. So, L, do you have another game that you would like to talk about this week? No, I'm drip feeding you. Wanna, wanna, wanna podcast. Wanna pod. Oh no. Wanna pod. Okay, Lewis. Anything else? No, I nothing. I, I purchased uh, Faith. One off the back of what L said about Ooh. Faith oh, yeah. last week, um, but I haven't haven't had a chance to play it yet. Oh, so. I'm so excited for you! So Please I got stream some it. games. I got some games, but I haven't played them yet. So we'll see next week, yeah. hopefully. I yeah. am going to do a silly purchase. Uh, what, what are you going to buy? I don't know if you've seen the the game Shadows Die Twice. Shakira, oh, Shakira, or whatever. Shakira, Shakira. about ninjas that don't have lying hips. Uh, yeah, um, I I have been pining after something in in the Onimusha vein for for years. 
I don't think I'm going to get it, so I'm going to grasp onto every... My... Everything that has an oriental person with a sword in it. Basically. That might just about fill the void. It, it may. Um, is it not Dark Soulsy? Is Probably. Is it Dark Soulsy, or, or I misread that? I feel like no. most people so are it, it was made by FromSoft, who are the guys behind Dark Souls and Bloodborne. But um, okay. apart, by all accounts, it plays a lot more fluidly than uh, Dark Souls. Because um, Dark Souls Bloodborne. playing like a piece of piss. What's well, no. Apparently, it's really difficult. So what? I've been. No, I didn't mean like fluid. I meant like in terms of like fluid movement, combat, and all and all the rest. Oh, of it, yeah. Dark Souls was clunky as bollocks. Mm. Do you remember the game that came out on the PlayStation Two, which was all about like uh, your timing of like blocks and hitting attacks? Um, it was a very. <laughs> Um, Batman Arkham Asylum? Uh, no, the, you had like a samurai. Uh, I think it was a samurai, and then you had this monk. Tenshu? Uh, it... No, I don't think it was Ten- Tenshu was a stealth monk, wasn't it? Yeah, there were two characters. There was like a samurai, and then there was a massive monk fella that you could play as well. Research for L. Find out what crazy games that you used to play, because that game was fucking incredible. Uh, so I'm hoping it's like in that vein. Because it was so difficult, I spent ages on it uh, back in the day. Um, so maybe that all be up my street. Go back to an old game, okay? But you got this Shakiro Shadow Shakira, die Shakira. twice. Shakira, Shakira. So we got. We Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she has licensed that. Uh-huh. Oh, my hips don't lie, and I've got a big sword now. Um, right, sorry about that. We need to talk about news because I've got nothing else to talk about. I've got no other games to talk about. And we don't normally talk about news, so I'm not going to make this a whole segment thing in which people go, you don't normally talk about news. But I have news that I want to talk about. Valve. Well, I want to talk about it. Can I talk about it? Do you want to talk about something different? Uh, Well, well, no. What I was going to say is we we have spoken about news. Yeah, we used to. We have spoken about it. We used to. We used to. We've gone off it a little bit. Yeah. No, we've gone off it a little bit because we're not a news podcast. uh, we, We used to be quite infrequent. And also, there was no idea when our podcasts were going to be coming out. So it's, it's entirely possible that the news will be like four months out of date by the time it actually reached anybody's <coughs> ears. But right now, we are streaming this live, so this is right on the money. Um, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit up one piece, because I can't have the document up, because I'm streaming. So I can't read the document. There's one piece that I can remember and that I want to talk about. Is that all right if I go ahead with that? Mm-hmm. Valve did a thing. They did a thing that I was hoping that they were going to do, but also it's potentially bad, but it's also hopefully really good. So for anybody who has listened to the podcast before and knows the kind of games and stuff that I play, I play a lot of VR and stream a lot of VR, and I have a HTC Vive, and I love it. I think it's fucking amazing. Valve have teased and shown uh, for quite a long time that they are working on something called Knuckles. So these, this is a replacement controller for, presumably at the time we thought the Vive, which they worked with HTC to build. So Valve and HTC worked together, built the Vive. HTC are knobs, um, like giant, big old fucking knobs, um, and they've made a load of fucking annoying mistakes with VR in general, and they're pissing a lot of people off, and they're terrible customer service, and they're all just bad, bad people. Um, and while they're all in the middle of going to hell, Valve have been working on other stuff, and one of these things is a Knuckles controller. So the controller for the HTC Vive at the moment, or the controllers, the Move controllers, they're just like these two sticks with buttons on them and a hole in the top that nobody really knows what it's for, but it's presumably a penis. <laughs> and you, you waggle them around and you click on the buttons. Now, Oculus have, Oculus's controllers have got this halo thing on them, which allows you to remove all your fingers by your thumb and 
kind of move your fingers around. And inside the games, it can sense your finger movements, kind of like a leap motion. Which means you can do things like typing on a virtual keyboard within the, within the virtual world and stuff like that. So Valve have been working on knuckle controllers, which is basically a controller very similar to the one that we already have, but it straps to your hand. So you can completely let go of it with all fingers, including your thumb, and it senses your finger location. So it's got all the buttons on it, and it can sense your hands. So you can do all of the uh, presumably lewd stuff <laughs> that you want to do <laughs> inside VR games. Now... They've been showing this. We've seen quite a lot of these, and we've seen a couple of different prototypes. A few months ago, somebody posted on Reddit some secret shots of some uh. unknown device that nobody had seen before, which everybody basically thought was a Valve-branded and created virtual reality headset. It wasn't substantiated. It wasn't supported or backed up by Valve. We didn't really have any information about specs or anything. We just had these pictures. Valve dropped a image... And literally, it's just a picture of a new VR headset that nobody's seen before um, called the uh, Valve Index. And that is all, it, all they've done. It's just a website that's just got this one picture on it, and it says Valve Index. There is no more information, apart from the fact that it is coming in uh, May, was it? Yes. Somebody's going to need to bring the website up. Yeah, it just says, uh, <coughs> upgrade your experience. May 2019. Now, a load of news um, sites around the internet have basically said that it is coming May 2019. Like, nobody's seen this thing, right? So they're just going to release it in May. Can you imagine? They're doing a a Beyonce, just like, I released it, you can deal with all the marketing. (laughs) So, um, so we don't know anything about it. We don't know anything, but I'm fucking really excited. <laughs> and I possibly shouldn't be because it could be a bag of crap. But Valve have essentially fucked off HTC for this. They've gone, you know what? You're a bunch of knobs. You brought out the Vive Pro, which is just the biggest money grab piece of crap piece of equipment in the entire history of everything. <coughs> it is so overwhelmingly expensive for such a small upgrade to the Vive. It is 100% not worth it. Not worth spending the money. Unless you've got like a really specific reason for getting it. Um, but And now they're working on this other stuff, the Cosmos or whatever they call them. I mean, fuck them. I'm not going to buy any of that shit. Because now I know that Valve are doing something and hopefully it's going to be fantastic. Now the only thing that's going to make me a bit sad is these knuckle controllers, which I've been really waiting for. If they release the Index... And the only way you can get knuckle controllers is by buying the index with a bundle. That'll be kind of sucky. Because I might just want to buy the controllers on their own and not have to upgrade my headset because presumably that's going to be an awful lot of money. But we're going to have to see. But it's a big thing. I'm really excited. It hopefully is going to change VR quite a lot. They've done a thing with the lenses, supposedly, that is new and shiny and amazing that you guys clearly don't care about. But it is really good. Don't He's shaking his head. It's a good thing, Elle. It's a good I, thing. It's a lens thing. I, I think I can get behind... Like, Val- Valve have made some good things in the past. I think... Yeah, they've made some tosh as they, well. They have made the some tosh. But I, 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 respect, <clears throat> I respect the moxie behind, like, yeah, here's a picture. Fucking get excited about it. Like, that's great. That's mm. fucking great. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Just, like, fuck a lot of you. Because <laughs> nobody's, like... Nobody, nothing really exciting is coming out, or, or we don't know that anything really exciting is coming out. The only thing that confused me slightly is we've just we've just had GDC. We didn't see anything about this at all at GDC. 
You would have thought that that would be exactly game developers conference. They're making a brand new VR headset and they want people to make games for it. Why weren't they at GDC? Why, surely they want to get developers on board with this thing. And then the last thing is, it has now been strongly hinted, strongly hinted, that this is going to be coming out with at least two games made by Valve themselves. Oh my god, don't even start! (laughs) Bear in mind that Valve have made only a handful, or maybe two moderately sized handfuls of games in the entire history of Valve, right? Now apparently one of them is a Half-Life game. You're fucking yanking Archie. This would be... It's not going to be Half-Life 3. I almost guarantee you it's not going to be Half-Life 3. It's more than likely going to be an experience in the Half-Life <sighs> universe or something similar. But Half-Life if they brought adjacent. out half Sorry? Half-Life adjacent. Yeah, exactly. I got, That's what I reckon. I got the clawed hands of, of need. Uh, and now they're like, oh yeah, right then. <laughs> there's, two, there's two real problems. Firstly, I don't think that Valve can ever release Half-Life 3. I think it's been so so hyped for so yeah. long now that whatever they release, it's, gonna be it's never going to live up to the expectation that people have got. Mm-hmm. But secondly, they release Half-Life 3 for VR only? Fuck me. That is possibly one of the worst marketing things that they could possibly do. Everybody would lose their bollocks. I would totally buy a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'd be like... Oh, did they? Okay. One of your things, please. <laughs> I, I will have one of those. And I will have that game. Thank you. I reckon it's going to be either a little experience or it's going to be possibly a prequel. Or they're going to have remastered Half-Life 1 or 2 or both into VR games. That's my thought. That's what I think is going to, it's going to be. But we don't know yet. Because for some reason they're remaining incredibly tight-lipped. And presumably relying on the fact that they're Valve and they can pretty much do whatever they want and they yeah. don't need to worry about marketing anything because people will buy it. But they're not Apple. So, Thank goodness. And they don't have <laughs> an incredibly good history of making their own hardware. The Steam mm. controller was a bag of shit. There's, a bag of crap. By the way, I've got a Steam controller if anybody wants to buy one. <laughs> they're shit. Lit- lit- you- literally, <laughs> literally no one. The Steam Link was okay, though. The Steam Link was okay, but it had, like, such a small use case. And it was all... It was okay. Like, okay is the best word I can use for it. Um, It wasn't great. Anything that had any kind of pace or performance requirement, it wasn't brilliant at. So... But maybe they've learnt from all those failures. Maybe they'll take those failures and they will build a success out of them. Who knows? That's what I'm hoping. So there's a whole bunch of other stuff that I'm not going to talk about, but there's all, there's all kinds of exciting things. And if you're interested in that kind of stuff, then I do go out and have a look at it. If you're waiting for a VR headset or if you didn't want to buy the current generation of VR headsets, I think this is probably going to be the one to watch out for. We don't know how much it's going to cost, so it could end up dropping the £1,500 bomb on everybody, which will just fuck the entire thing right up. But if we're lucky, if it's got all the uh, exciting things in it that we think that it's going to have, like dual lenses, a really wide field of view... Um, the knuckle controllers, well, all kinds of these cool things, l- inside-out tracking. Looking at the, um, looking at the information, it says it's going to have a hundred and thirty-five degree field of view. Yep. Uh, instead of a hundred and ten degrees. I, I, yep. Fuck knows what that's supposed to mean in real life, but just means this is what we can see at the minute, and this is what we'll be able to see with the with the new one. That's the idea. Okay. That's kind of the point, yeah? 
um, so you can kind of turn your eyes a bit. At the moment, with the Vive and the Oculus Rift, if you turn your eyes, which actually you don't do all that often, you actually turn your head, but if you just turn your eyes, you quite quickly see the black ring yeah. of the lens edge that you're looking through. Right. And it's, kind of, it's almost the first thing that everybody does when they put on a VR headset. They put it on and they go like this. I can see the edge of the, I can see the, le- the lens casing, right? And that's your immediate reaction is, I can see the fucking lens casing. This is a bag of bollocks. I did it when I got mine. In fact, I did it when I went in one before I bought mine. Um, but the thing is, you quickly learn that when you're in the game, you, you don't do that. Nobody does that. Nobody sits there looking, moving their eyes around and keeping their head completely still. You move your head. That's, that's what you do, right? So hopefully it's going to be fantastic. I don't fucking know. So we're going to move on from that. The needs to be, unless you guys have got any questions or anything you want to talk about about the vi- Valve Index. Don't fuck it up, Valve. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. And don't fucking bring out Half-Life 3 for VR only because that would be the worst thing. I mean, I'd play it. It's got to be accessible to the people. I would laugh from on high at all those Luddites <laughs> that don't have a VR headset. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, <laughs> it would be murder for your brand. It's a bad, bad idea. But let's see what happens. Yeah. <sighs> Wrapping it up. Another piece of news. We need another piece of news, and we've already done the Borderlands thing, so we can't do the Borderlands thing anymore. Lewis, do we have another piece of news that you want to talk about? Uh, So, speaking of new hardware, um, there has been the Mega Drive Mini. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's like people have never heard of Raspberry Pis. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm really not that bothered about it. Um, it's due out in September. Um, it's got 10 confirmed games so far. It's going to have 40 games um, available uh, to play. And it'll be what, like 75 quid? Yeah, 75, 80 quid. Um, and how many controller ports will it have on it? Two. Um, so there's I call be... shenanigans. The only reason to play a Mega Drive is micro machines, and the only reason to have <coughs> micro machines is if you've got four people. And with the original Mega Drive, the cartridge, because the original Mega Drive only had two controller ports. So yeah. on the original Mega Drive, the cartridge had two controller ports in it. This is for anybody who is not old enough, like is not an old fucker like us, right? The cartridge had two controller ports in it. Do you have any idea how crazy that is? Can you imagine buying a Switch game right now that sticks slightly out the top of the Switch and has got a controller port in it? It's just cracking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking stupid. It was so good, though. Sorry, carry on. You were saying something. Um, yeah, so I was reading that there's going to be two different models 
um, one one with one controller and another with uh, two controllers. So. Yeah. Oh well, we're so spoiled for choice. Yeah. Thank you, non Sega. Um, I don't get these. Am I the only one that doesn't <coughs> get these? No. I'd, why? Why? I mean, I've, I've, I've spoken about my contempt for, well, not contempt, but my dislike of uh, retro and old games in the past. So, like, I, I, I genuinely don't see the appeal in stuff like the uh, the NES and the SN the NES and SNES Mini and the PlayStation yeah. Mini. Like, it just it doesn't do it for me. No. I, there's one good use case, in my opinion, being a father. Kids nowadays got it too fucking easy, man. <laughs> got it too easy. They don't. They don't know they're born, right? So my kids, they're terrible for this. Games, especially games that are a, that are aimed at kids nowadays, you you can't fucking die, right? You you die, and you immediately respawn like five feet behind where you were before. Yeah. Everybody you killed is already dead. You have infinite retries, infinite lives. There is there is just no penalty for fucking it up. Mm -hmm. Whereas back on the NES days and all the rest of it, I'm not saying you know that I wish torment and pain on my children at the moment but i think that it builds character right we had a certain number of lives and you had to earn more of them by collecting whatever it was in the game and you have a, had a certain number of continues even so even if you lost all your lives you had a continue you got three more lives but you could run out of those too so i kind of like with this i got my kids an nes i said this a while ago and they played mario and chippendale rescue rangers and all of these kind of things um and it, it was hard, but they pushed through it because I made them, and they got they got good scrub, but also they got <laughs> used to losing. They got used. They got kind of used to not always getting everything that they wanted all the time, and having to try hard to get something. So, yeah. so kind of from that point of view, but I'm pretty sure that this is not. These things are not aimed at parents who want to punish their children into understanding the <laughs> moral the moral righteousness of earning something. No, um, they're just they're cash grabs. Yeah, that's essentially I mean, what they are. That notwithstanding, the there is already a Mega Drive Mini on the market, um, which has been made by another third party, uh, which reportedly has um, poor build quality and uh, a slightly limited selection. I think it only play has like eighteen or twenty games on it, so. See, the yeah. thing I found really funny about the Nintendo one is it turned out that it was uh, it was an emulator. It was a ROM runner. Well, it was an emulator, right? And somebody yeah. worked out that you could break into the damn thing and and actually load ROMs. Was it was that the Nintendo one or was that the I'm pretty Sony sure it one? was the Nintendo one. No, I think it was the, the NES one. No, it was the the Sony Classic. The PlayStation Classic was it? or the PlayStation Mini. Yeah. I was sure that it was a Nintendo if one, but you... I, I will bow down. If you so, because <clears throat> it used USB controllers, if you plugged in a USB keyboard and hit like okay. enter or escape um, on the keyboard when it was powering on, you could go into debug mode and then you could sideload other games. But yeah, it was it was that for all intents and purposes was a um, just a, a Raspberry Pi with well, kind of. 
something um, similar to it, right? Yeah, something something similar with a. Um, it was actually running open sourced um, <laughs> emulator uh, emulation software. It's just. It wasn't yeah. even using its own. Seventy five pounds. This is what pisses me off, right? Seventy five pounds. <clears throat> There is just no need. That is such a high price tag. You can buy a Raspberry Pi for twenty quid. Well, you could right? buy all. You could buy all of the stuff for less. So uh, retro price. Um, so Raspberry Pi, the software, and a case and the hardware and whatnot for less than it would cost to buy most of these consoles. Although, in fairness, I must say, you do get controllers with these things. <laughs> and that's something that you don't get that with the Raspberry Pi. Like you would have to buy controllers separately, and also you own yeah, a legal copy of the game. But how much? Are, uh, um, not that I'm <clears throat> condoning pirating, but ha- like how much are a couple of USB controllers? Not very expensive. I, I also, I don't know the rules, right? If you still own an NES or a SNES or something like that, and you own the cartridge copies of these games, is it illegal to play a ROMed version of it on a different device within your house? I don't know. Do you know what? I, think I don't care. The, I don't think the law's caught up to uh, like digital um, like uh, downloads these days. Because yeah, for like legacy stuff. Yeah. Stuff that came out years ago that they're technically not making any money out of anymore. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. Does anybody have anything else they want to talk about about the Mega Drive Mini, small, seventy-five pounds, extremely expensive thing that's not going to have very many games on it? No. Your price no. is too damn high. <laughs> Your price is goddamn too high. More news. More news. More news. L news. L news me. Oh, um, so I haven't seen this, but apparently there's going to be a Streets of, Streets of Rage Four. A Streets of Rage what? Oh no, she cut off. Oh. Streets of Rage 4. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that I did know about that. Wait, did I not know about that? Because they did a new Streets of Rage not too long ago, didn't they? Say not too long ago, like within the last couple of years. That had new graphics. Was that Streets of Rage 3? Uh, HD remake, maybe. Or was it a HD remake of... Oh. Is it alright for me to say that I don't care? Is that alright? Can I say that I don't care? (laughs) (laughs) You're allowed, yeah. Is it? Is any? I don't care. Are any of us excited for this? It looks. It looks alright. Yeah, it looks good. The the kind of early reviews are, are looking pretty good. I wasn't that fussed about Streets of Rage. So. To be uh, fair, is it three D or is it two D again? It, it's two two D from what I can see on the the little uh, images and gifs that they have. See. I like I love Streets of Rage. Like back at the time, it was of its time, right? I loved Streets of Rage, um, Final Fight, also the Turtles game that I can't remember the freaking name of. That entire format of like side-scrolling co-op four-player beat 'em up. Yeah. Brilliant. At the time, at the time that it existed, fucking loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. But you can't just keep remaking these same things, right? You can't just. It's not like Street Fighter. It's not like a fighting game where, where basically the format stays the same for the entire time. It's, you just get new characters and more spectacle and all the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, you need something new. Somebody needs to do something with these types of games. And I think they kind of tried to do something similar with the Fist of the North Star uh, game yeah. that we played at EGX last year. But that was shit. <laughs> so uh, that didn't pan out so well. It also wasn't co-op, so I don't think it really counts. 
I'd love to see something cool done in this kind of genre, but I don't think this is it. If it's still 2D and it's still basically Streets of Rage, then yeah, okay. I think it's got to it's got to bring something different to the table. Um, because I know we we all have our games that we will go back to and that we sink hundreds of hours into. But once we've kind of done that and we've sunk those hours in, which I'm so sure many people have done with Streets of Rage, you kind of you you can only rely on nostalgia so much. Like you need to have something fresh and interesting in order to to put that time and effort back into it. I don't know. Exactly that. We spoke last podcast about going back to games that we played like well. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a remastered version of that. This is just going back to the same game that you played in your childhood that you really loved, but with better graphics. The problem is, things are of their time. They don't necessarily translate. Fucking Pong was incredible when it first came out. I don't care how much you remaster (laughs) that shit. It is not going to be relevant now. So don't try. People are going to buy it, I'm sure, and people are going to love it. Streets of Rage was always a fantastic format, and it was enjoyable, but I'm not bothered. No, You're right, Al. You made a little noise there. I did a hiccup. Was a little... That was a hiccup, was it? It sounded yeah. a little bit like you popped. <laughs> <laughs> just alas, just a little no. bit. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't from excitement for Streets of Rage, <laughs> Streets of Rage Four either. So <laughs> no, I can't imagine. Uh, just yeah, yeah. More power to you if you love Streets of Rage and you're going to be excited about this, which I'm sure a lot of people are. Then fine, I'm not pissing on any of your chips. You are welcome to those well-aged chips, but yeah, I'm not bothered. Need something new. Yeah. So moving on. Speaking of something new, uh, they have released the or released a trailer and announced um, a kind of follow-up to the Wolfenstein series. So this yes. is Wolfenstein Youngblood. I mean... Um, and it looks amazing. So, this is one of the games... I decided this week that I am being a bit of a boring bastard, especially when it comes to the podcast. So I decided <laughs> that rather than just playing Apex Legends, Beat Saber and Division um, all the time, that I need to play something different that I haven't yet played, so I've got something to talk about. So I got Wolfenstein New Colossus, which is the new Wolfenstein or the latest new Wolfenstein right I'm not a massively yeah. like Wolfensteinable the last time I played a Wolfenstein game was Return to Ca- no what was the what was the 3D remake newish one that is not anywhere near new now uh, was it Return to Castle Wolfenstein or was that like Wolfenstein 2 I can't remember anyway the, the 3D one that had like the uh, the kind of occult Tesla powered uh, grotesquery Nazi abomination things but it was so good it was really really cool and I really enjoyed it but the newer ones because they did Wolfenstein New Order didn't they yeah which I think we played at EGX 2013 <coughs> and it was like meh I wasn't so bothered about it yeah Um. I, but then they brought out Wolfenstein this one which, which I just said the name of and I forgot about New Colossus, New Colossus which is which is the one that had the scene with the dude in the milkshake shop that's right isn't it no idea. Uh, no. Okay, no there was this whole scene, this whole like really intense scene with your character when you're in like a diner and a Nazi-ish person walks in and starts give, grilling you about some kind of stuff and talking about milkshakes and it's apparently really cool. Um, that's the one I think I've got. And if I've got the milkshake game, then I'm going to be pretty happy. So hopefully next week I'm going to play the milkshake Wolfenstein game and then I can come back and talk about that. 
but this is not that game. This is a whole new one. Um, right. Do you know much about it? Have we <coughs> seen anything about it, really? Yeah, so they kind of give uh, a rough overview of the game. Uh, it's set in the 1980s, so post-Second World War, obviously. Um, you play as either one or both of BJ Blazkowicz's daughters. So it's going to be the main character in in all the previous Wolfenstein games. Cool. Um, yeah, so you play as either one or both of his daughters. Um, you can... Um, Bella Blazkowicz and Bernadette Blazkowicz. Uh, no, I can't remember what their names are. But, um, <laughs> if only someone loves a bit of alliteration. Um, yeah, you you can play the game co-op, which I think is a first for yep. a Wolfenstein yeah. game. I believe um, it's a first. I couldn't be hundred percent sure, but yeah. Uh, they are, or they have gone down the same route as um, a way out. So. There, there's going to be two, two versions or two copy, no, two types of release. Okay. Uh, there's going to be the standard edition, which is I think about thirty dollars, okay. um, and you can play it through on your own. Or there's going to be the deluxe edition, which you get a a buddy pass. So you okay. can play it with other people like you did with... Do we have any idea of cost for that one? Uh, I think it's going to be like a tenner more or ten dollars so more. See, that's cool. That's fine. So rather than two of you having to spend thirty dollars, sixty dollars yeah. mathematically, yeah. you only spend forty between you. You can split it yeah. if you want to and you yeah. can both play it together. This is a, a similar or a slight morphing of the way that A Way Out did it, which yeah. only one of you had to buy the game and the other one could yeah. download the demo and then play play it with you. Love yeah. it. I hope I, more games do this. I, th I think it's because you can play this uh, single player as well as um, multiplayer or co-op, rather. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Whereas A Way Out, a way you out, had to you play had to play. Yeah, you had yeah. to play co-op. So, yeah. yeah. Me and so, Ross are uh, looking forward to it. We're, pro we're definitely going to pick it up and... I know Ross is screaming. well into this. He's loved the the previous Wolfenstein games, hasn't he? Because yeah. like I don't know much about the Wolfenstein name, games. I've got to be perfectly honest. But he was like effervescing in the chat. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're really gory and they're fucking really good. So we're gonna get in there. I love a Nazi game. I love a game where you get to punch a Nazi. That's all cool. And I I really like the whole the Nazis won the Second World War thing. I like yeah. that whole genre. Is <laughs> no, I'm not. L, I'm not suggesting that I would be as good as they had. I was just like. I feel like maybe that got away from me a little out bit. of context um, quotes <laughs> yeah i no, i know what you're talking about like an yeah. alternate timeline yeah like man in the high castle kind of thing right the, yeah. The, yeah they won the, the second world war and this is now an alternate timeline and it's, that is based in that very similar to kind of fallout which is a kind of retro alternate timeline starting yeah. back in the 40s when things changed and then and yeah and it's all the way up. terrifying when you think of it but it's so interesting to to live through those kind of uh, scenarios isn't it Mm -hmm. I, I, I like the idea. It's a bit of a, it's a richly untapped vein. And I think it's really, 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 really cool. So, I'm into this, and I do kind of want to play it. And if L, if you want to uh, shoot some Nazis with me and have milkshakes, I, mean, I think there might be milkshakes in this game as well. I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but if there are milkshakes... Do they bring all the boys to the yard? I would imagine they bring all the Nazis <laughs> to the yard. 
probably. <laughs> I'd be down for that. Um, I think they have girl Nazis too now. I am. I am down for that. Let us. <laughs> let... Oh, also. Oh, what? No, no, no. I, I already pointed that out. Um, both the main protagonists are female because yeah. they are daughters. Daughters. Sisters. Yeah. <laughs> Which is tri- typically how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> So I didn't know anything about this B.J. Berkowitz person or the Berkowitz family lineage at all, to be honest. So I, I'm not, I wasn't 100% sure. I'm going to read up about this. And I'm also going to play the new Colossus game. And, um, Ooh. and oh, I yeah. will be able to talk about it. And it will be a game that isn't the other games that I've been playing repeatedly on loop. So, <laughs> are we done with yeah. that game? Excellent. Are there other things? I cannot stop giving thumbs up. I like feel compelled <laughs> while we're on camera to repeatedly give thumbs up but now we're fine are we done with all the news related stuff that we wanted to talk about this week yep Elle is pulling a face I'm like like maybe there is surprise news that I wasn't aware of no it's all good which is like all the news because I don't have the document open so I wasn't aware of any of it (laughs) (laughs) okay good I did it again god damn it right I think we need to bring this podcast to a close this has been Ready Player 2 episode 90 as I said at the beginning we are a couple of hairs breadths away from 100 at the rate that we release podcasts we will be there in roughly 2021 which i'm really excited about <laughs> so <laughs> episode one well, there will be a party a build-up yeah. if we bring out one episode every three months we could be there in like a, a really long time which is exciting for everybody yeah so we are in fact going to be back pretty soon with another podcast which might even be like in a few days which is a bit silly for us but we're racing headlong towards 100 now and all of us want to make it there before one or more of the uh, more of us die of some health related <laughs> problem you know because that would be really terrible if we didn't get to see episode 100 so from me, my name is Rich. You can find me on Twitter at Zebwen. That's Z-E-B-W-E-N. You can find all of us at ReadyP2 on Twitter. You can find us at ReadyPlayer2. That's T-W-R-O.co.uk on the interweb web Facebook thing. You can also find us on the face actual Facebook thing, which I cannot remember the link to, but it's like Facebook.com slash ReadyPlayer2 or something. Yeah. But search for us. Alternatively, go to our Twitter, which is at ReadyP2. I said a minute ago. And the pinned tweet there has got a big long list of all of the stuff, all of the places online that you can find us. You can also find L specifically at Escaping IRL. And you can find Lewis at uh, at Louis underscore Kong, as you can see on the stream. I you can I forgot that I put those there. See, look, we've we've said you said you? We've said you, but we <laughs> We've got them all on the stream. But again, for the primarily audio component of this podcast, you can't see the screen. And if you're feeling sad about that in any way whatsoever, you should. But next time, come find us. Watch us live on Twitch, and you'll get to talk to us. Like all these lovely people are right now on the Twitch channel. As we are done with the podcast, and I'm going to cut off in a minute, and Elle is going to give us a little rendition of the, the podcast outro tune, or the old podcast outro tune, We are then going to personally talk to all the people who are in the Twitch channel, and you people who are only listening in the audio podcast won't be involved. So there. (laughs) I was waiting for a dramatic phrase then. (laughs) I I, I hadn't thought that all the way through, I've got to be honest. So next time, if you can, 
the YouTube. So oh, you will yeah. be able to watch it back either on Twitch or on YouTube, and you will get the full fat Rich's face and everybody else's face experience of Ready Player Two live podcast. We're not Thank what you, you expect. Very much. I mean, I'm kind of probably what everybody expects. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I've got a ginger beard, I've got a mild flop sweat, and uh, I'm overweight. So if that was what you imagined when you thought <laughs> of me on the podcast, then, uh, then pff, yeah, exactly what you were looking for. Right, we're going to go. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching and listening. It's been Ready Player 2, episode 90. Good night. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.